This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Topics, Ashton Gate on a bright sunny afternoon. It finished City nil, QPR 2. So let's get the facts out of the way first. Last 22 games, 1-8, drawn none, lost 14. That's 24 points out of a possible uh, 66. I think I'm right in saying that. And this is, somebody put it on the OTIB and it was confirmed by others, this is the first time in the 125-year history of the club that we've lost five home games in a row. So this week, we have gone one better than Liverpool because I think they've lost four in a row and that's the first time it's ever well, they lost five in a row. Is it five in a row? Oh, we've equaled they lost Liverpool. five in a row, yeah. We've equaled, we've equaled Liverpool. So so there we go. So the final score, as I say, City nil, QPR two. Joining me are our regular stalwarts, uh, Ian and uh, Mark. No appearances for them on Radio Bristol this evening because they weren't doing a phone-in because of the rugby. Somebody's playing a piano in the background. I don't think that's you, Ian. Uh, I'll come to you first, Ian, as we normally do. Uh, sum up this afternoon uh, in summary. That's what a sum up is in uh, in twenty seconds. Then we get into the detail of the game. Over to you, Ian. I thought we started quite brightly, put them under a bit of pressure, and that for ten minutes was good. It was okay. Forced a couple of corners, didn't do anything with them because our set pieces are pitiful, and then um, it all went downhill from then on. Two incredibly poor pieces of defending. How many more times is somebody going to score with that runaround set piece, the loop, as they call it? Yeah. How many more yeah. times? Because I've seen that succeed against us once. I've seen it succeed against us probably 10 or 12 times in the last few seasons. So if Nigel Pearson didn't know what a massive job he's got on his hands, he does now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mark, yeah, you're... you're- Summary of the game before we delve into the action. Uh, Bristol City played well for 11 minutes. The next 11 minutes were murder. They were blown away by two pieces of awful defending, which continued for, uh, and continued the pattern of the game where City failed to put pressure on the ball. QPR were too intense, better in possession, better in attack. City wasted what few opportunities they had with poor finishing and awful delivery. A comfortable QPR win. A real pain in the arse. Yeah, 
Definitely. Pain in the arse. Get it. I got it now. Got it now, Mark. Um, Ian, the starting lineup, um, it wasn't a case of, you know, oh, he's stuck with the same team. He didn't have much choice, really, did he? I mean, Sessignon on the left, that was, you know, obvious, but uh, no surprises in the lineup, really, was there? The only thing I'd have done differently, Dave, uh, and I put this on the Bristol City forum. Uh, was I would have played three five two and I'd have brought in an extra centre back mm. uh, because the the two guys we got I think they're both more wing backs than full backs and and the best stuff that Sessignon did was in the advanced areas although he's another one that can't cross the ball and, yeah. and the one time he did he crossed it Fam I don't know what he was trying to do in the middle to put it in but he finished up on his backside and then Hunt smash the ball against him rather than just lifting it a bit and get it in the net. Yeah. But anyway, but that's what I would have done today. Um, lots of people don't like him. I would have brought Taylor Moore in to play right side of a back three. Uh, and and that meant you could have probably had Wells and Fam pushed forward and we might have retained the ball a bit better in midfield. But he didn't do it. Wells played extra wing again. Uh, which I really, really, really don't like. Although, to be honest, I think the kid tried hard, but he was fairly useless today. So, yeah. but he went on, let's be honest, he went on his own. No. No, Mark, let's, let's, let's get into the action because not only have we got the action to talk about, but there's the longer term ramifications of, uh, of this. Um, I mean, as you said, the first 10 minutes. I thought we were looking quite bright, actually. You know, some good movement. Casey Palmer playing well. But uh, on 11, uh, Todd Kane, uh, don't know how many people remember him. Five games for us in a lone spell back in the promotion season. Um, too much room for him to cross. Dave Fevs has said on text it was a bloody good cross anyway. But, uh, Mark, you talk us through that first goal as you saw it. Well, Willock, uh, QPR win the ball, win the ball in the middle, and they support. They the, the midfield players supported the attackers straight away. Willock, Chris Willock plays it wide to Kane. Sessignon's advancing on him, but he he, wave, he waves out a leg, or Kane just plants it in front of Chair as he runs between Hunt and Mariapa. Now Chair is five foot two. He's he's not a big lumbering centre forward. Uh, he's 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 not that Scottish player whose name suddenly uh, escapes me that usually plays for them, but he managed to he managed to get win the ball. The ball was in you know the ball was played in front. It was a fantastic cross, but there was no pressure on the ball, and he had yeah. it in the bottom corner. But do you think? No, I mean, do you no think he should have even got the cross? I mean, when the ball came across, because I think the camera angles. I have to say, I watch it on Robin's TV ahead of uh, the red button every time now because you know you get the camera angles and you get the replays and as is so often the case with us he had I know it was a good cross as Dave Febs has said but he had acres of space out on that side and a man yeah. in support should should Sessignon been tighter on him never mind the fact that you know it was a good delivery and the shortest man gets on the end of it but what what do, well, what do just, you say the, to the, Sessignon the, well they, we, the, we weren't the answer was that an, is yes mm. I mean, if you, but we were like that all day, we, weren't we? In we were a yard short like, Mark, and everything, Mark, and we didn't been, win the ball. Yeah, Mark, we've been like it. We've been like it all season. We don't <sighs> close down people when they're going to cross yeah. the ball. If you stand, yeah. what was he five yards away from him? Three, yeah. four yards? It's too much space. You can't do that with anybody because sooner or later they'll put in a really good cross. And I still say 
when the cross comes in, if it's a good cross, fine. Mark the lad. Mark yeah. him. But it's no good uh, Mariapa trying to get in front of him and, and Hunt stood behind him. He's got in between the two of them. Yeah. It, yeah. So, yes, yes, it was a brilliant cross. But if, if you stick any average player, and these guys are a lot better than average, you stick any average player in that much space and say, go on, mate, cross it, see what you can do. Sooner or later, he's going to come up with a perler. And that's exactly what that was. Yeah, exactly. You, you give people you give people a chance. But, they, I mean, today, they were just – they had too much energy for us. And we were a yard short in terms of uh, – in, in, in terms of we were, we were, we were so, so far off, it was untrue. We couldn't yeah. get close to their players. They passed the ball around us with ease. Uh, and, well – you know, you, you, you saw, I mean, you saw it, the result. Fevs has said, because I was critical of Sessignon, who, as I say, other than that, I thought had a good game and Dave made man of the match. Dave has said that lazy pressing in the centre of the pitch initially, and that's why Sessignon can't close him down because he's worried about what's going on in front of him. But look, that's the first goal. Ian, the second goal, short corner routine. Fam did a miss kick, didn't he, as well? I mean, how, t- take us through that. Uh, second goal, Ian, because it was well, it, it was, hit the bar, it, it hit the post as well, didn't it? I can't recall who it was that hit the post, despite looking at it two or three times. But it was, it was a run around corner. Yeah, and as I said earlier, that must be ten or twelve times that routine has done us. Now we've got all these coaches down there, all of whom I'd sack. I sack the lot, right? Apart from Pearson, obviously yeah. as the manager, um, and he had, and he hasn't been here very long. So, I. How many times have sides done that to us? And they keep doing it. Blackburn did it, uh, and um, oh, the the big lad in midfield scored for a knockback. The other fellow who used to play for Norwich, uh, and the name you were looking for, Mark, was was uh, Linton Dyke, who we were yeah. we were linked with the big centre forward. Yeah, Look, Scottish centre forward. Yeah. We, that we've got so many problems down there. And, and one of the, pro- the problems is in why it's going wrong is we're trying to play out from the back and we haven't got anybody that's really good at passing it in the back four, especially not the two fellas in the middle. And they're yeah. both terrified of coming more than 10 yards away from the edge of the penalty area because they think they'll get done in behind. Yeah, which is why and we stopped. Exactly- which is why we stopped. So it's this, it's it's fear. Yeah. It's the coaching. But let's come on to the coaching in a minute. Let's look at continue looking at the game. I mean, uh, it, well, Ian and Mark, I'll come to you first, Ian. Twenty-first minute substitution, which was clearly mm-hmm. tactical. Ian first. Yeah. Why? Why was Backinson that out of touch? No, I, I, I think it was a choice of taking him or uh, possibly Viner off because uh, you, he wanted somebody on there that was more, more likely perhaps to get a goal or get a cross in or do something like that. And I thought Semenyo looked pretty lively when he, when he came on. He didn't actually achieve much, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but neither was anybody else. So I think he made that as an attacking substitution, but he was forced into it Yeah. when, when we let in two... Sh- Two really sloppy goals, yeah. and um, you know if, if one of their look, if one of their guys beats three players and puts one in the top corner from thirty yards, I'm the first one to say, look, there's not a lot you could do about that. No. But that's not the case. I, I don't think that um, they were uh, both goal. I mean, you say all goals are preventable, but the second one particularly, 
was incredibly pre- presentable because the guy that shot and hit the post, someone was supposed to be marking him, weren't they? I know. Yeah. And well, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw uh, Backinson. He was holding on to Willock. The guy who takes the corner, plays it to Willock, and Backinson's doing exactly what he did with Billing against Bournemouth. He's holding on to the back of him, and I think Willock's Willock squirmed free and passed the ball back to the guy that hit the post. And we didn't clear the ball properly, and it goes straight to Dickey, and Dickey's quicker to it and just whacks it up into the roof of the net. He's quicker to it, and he's a great big cart horse in the middle. So again, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a poor closing, back. poor closing yeah. down. I mean, we did have a momentary respite on the twenty-eighth uh, minute when Sess, and again, he he played played well. Can't fault him. There. Got to the byline, did very well to get to the byline. You know, the sort of thing that we've seen uh, even when he's been playing Jada Silva do all too infrequently. Got the cross, went across the face of the goal. Nobody touched it. Went to hunt. And his shot was blocked, I think, by Fam, and then Palmer blasted it over. That was a that was a definite chance, Mark, wasn't it? There, just on the yeah, it was. Well, to, to, to Vidge was um, I thought it the Vidge first of all, but Ian was right. The ball squirmed fr- uh, through. Uh, I think Jiju missed it, and it came back to Hunt. And you're right, he should, Ian. He should have hit it. He should have hit it high. And he hit and, and he hit the back of Fam. Fam was on his backside, and he and he hit his back, and then the ball came back to Palmer, and he he whacked it over. Um, I mean, it was like that today when City did get the ball in good positions and they did find space behind the quality. They were getting dispossessed and the crossing was a, was atrocious. The final yeah. ball of the day, it, it went on the end of the pitch. That's why they only had one shot on target from, from Sam Pearson, who put yeah. himself around quite well. He, yeah. he couldn't do a lot much, put himself about, found space. but yeah. you know. And then we had, Ian, we had two more players going off injured within the space of uh, two minutes both head injuries now Nash I think it was I don't think it was you that said in a text but Nash had got hit in the face with a ball from Backinson um, no no it was uh, no and he played on for Backinson was off Semenyo was it oh, I don't matter anyway Nash got Nash no, got hit no, in the face with the ball David was, was Sessignon Sessignon lashed the ball Sessignon got in the foot. face did it alright into no, Nash's face Nash did you, mu- you muppet Sessignon smashed the ball into Nash's face. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what I said in the end. No, you didn't. You talked about Backinson, Semenyo and everybody else. It's easy to be confused, isn't it? You know, there's a common denominator. I'll tell you what, I... Dave, I spent spent half my life life confused in following City, mate, so I'm with you there. Should the medical team have taken Nash off earlier than what they did. And then, obviously, Viner got it on Ed as well. So, And, and that was it. Well, that Zach, was all our substitutions used up as well, wasn't it? Because you're not well, allowed to do Zach, it anymore. Yeah, Zach, Zach got head. Uh, it was a clash of heads. Clash of heads. And, and I think he, he caught it. He caught the worst of it because he caught it on, like, by his temple, I think, or by his eye. And apparently, yeah. when he went off, I didn't see it, but he had a bit of a lump coming up under his eye. So let's hope, firstly, let's hope they're both all right. That's the first thing. The second thing, it, did it disrupt us? Of course it did. You you, yeah. you can't lose three midfield players, albeit one was by choice. Um, and then, you know, say, okay, lads, carry out the game plan because you've completely changed the blooming game plan. It was yeah. Pearson's first performance. I thought he, he looked... He well, he came head. on. He, he came on. Yeah, we'll talk about the second yeah, he half. Did, he, did, he, did, he, didn't look, he didn't look great. Um, but he looked. He didn't look any looked worse okay. than some of the others out there. 
No, we Did didn't. He? Really? No, we didn't. And 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 but I just and technically he seemed a bit better in terms of his first touch in looking for a pass because I can't believe how technically poor a lot of our players are in simple things. Well, they are. Or they look controlling it. Yeah. I mean, is From it from particularly? Is it? Well, <laughs> Is it confidence, though? You know, is it a confidence thing? Because you're absolutely right. I mean, we just look like the ball is a bloody hot potato. But let's get back to the substitutions, those two that took place. Was it um, Henri? Now, is it is it Henri Lansbury or Henry Lansbury? Let's put this one to bed. Well, it, it's, it's spelled I, Henri, but I think spelled, he pronounces it Henry. Does he? Right. Well, Yeah, it's spelled, it's spelled with a, an I. Couldn't give a <laughs> how he wants to pronounce his own name but there we go um he came up what and then and then um was it um who's it the, who's the young kitty that came on was it um pearson came pearson, pearson, pearson get yeah lansbury young, came on for Naz, and pearson yeah. came on for viner who didn't uh, but, viner, but where, viner, does viner, leave, where does viner that leave was, where does that leave masengo you know on his, he, sat on his uh, backside is he <laughs> out of favor very uh, oh, I'd say he's more than out of favor if i'd have been masengo do you know what i'd have done half time i got changed got me car and went on Back out to Noel. <laughs> well, I don't know where he lives, but I, I'd, have, I'd have gone uh, because the kid can't be happy down there. He's not getting a fair crack of the whip. We tur- tried to turn him into RoboCop. Um, and if you look at the player we had initially and the player we've got now, that's another reason I'd get rid of the coaches. Kid needs to go somewhere where he's going to get proper coaching in place in football. Yeah. No, absolutely right there. I mean, let's look at the second half. Very, And it is very brief. Um the young lad had a shot save. 67 minutes. Hunt uh, put the ball in quite intelligently. Uh, Palmer did a nice little step over. Ian and Mark. Naki Wells should put that one in from five yards, shouldn't he? Right on the edge of the box. And they're trying to say it had a little bobble. Yeah, it was a great... I mean, it's a great move from Casey Palmer down the left. He played the ball in. Fan went for it and it bobbled back to Wells. And he just needs to keep it down. And it's two one, and 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 the game's back on. Although we haven't played well, I mean, he had one in the first half where he didn't get it on target as well. And I think he got a free kick from Lansbury in the first half where he miscontrolled it. And there was the you know when we got when we got touches in their penalty areas today, they were poor, very yeah. poor touches. We were easily dispossessed. That's why we only only had one shot on target from distance today because we were so poor. Yeah, no, it's not good. No I mean, what summed up City's ineptitude to me was on the 78th minute when the Moroccan chair, the goal scorer, he picked up the ball just outside his penalty area and he went on a run, right? He went past certainly two of our players, if not three, and then Henri <clears> chops him down just on the edge of the box, yeah? And then Johansson put it well over the top, but... That sums City up, really, didn't it? Lightweight in midfield. And then, as somebody said, I think the commentator said, Chris Martin, not the not the worst, certainly not the best either. But should it, somebody should have taken one for the team and not let him go through as long as he did. Do you recall that incident, Ian? Yeah, I do. I don't think he was on the edge of his own penalty area. I think he was in, in our half. But mm. I agree with you on the run. Some, if, if you're going to trip a bloke up, don't wait until he's on the edge of the box. Trip him up uh, 20 yards uh, away from goal because then it's not it's not an issue. But it, I think it demonstrates how how we weak we looked physically and mentally. Mm. We don't look like we don't look like a team with character or strength. No. Now, in fairness, people will say, "Well, hang on, how about Swansea? How about Middlesbrough?" 
I mean, it could be that, I mean, every side's got a bogey ground, and unfortunately for us, it's Ashton Gate. Yeah, <laughs> it's our own bloody pitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we we haven't looked, let's be honest, forget Dean Olden and all the rest of it, we haven't looked good at home for probably three seasons. But we were and, saying and record, that six months ago. We were saying we're into yeah. year four of not looking good now. Yeah, we won 11 yeah. games in, in 2017-18 and we won eight games the, 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 the last two seasons at home. We've only won seven so far. Yeah, yes, and so that, so that, it's awful alludes, yeah. that alludes to the point that something's wrong. So as, as I've said a lot of times, Lee Johnson should have gone at least a year before he did, if not two. Um, and... Dean Olden should have never got the job. And and this is the, the, the what's causing the problem now was that debacle in the summer. That's what's causing the problem now. It hasn't caused all the injuries. I don't know what's going on there. I, I honestly don't. And it's all right, people saying, well, look at these blokes coming back and playing for the under 23s next week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they go back, they play for the under 23s. Then what? How long before they can play? Yeah. You know, is it is it the end of the month? Well, at least we haven't look, at least about... we haven't got a week. At least we've got a free week during this week, and you know we've got enough players that we could give some of those players if they play for the under twenty three and come through unscathed. If we get the substitute timings right, we've got enough that we could give some of those players a second half or a last twenty minutes just to quote get them on the grass. I mean, Dave's put on mm-hmm. it. it, it, it Epitome is his is uh, his favourite word at the moment. Too many players are the epitome of the LJMA Mark Ashton era. Nice boys, yeah. they need an effing good shake. I agree with that. And PBG, who's been commenting uh, on here today, he said the players because they've been getting off scot free most of the time. They part did they con Johnson? Did they con Holden? They're not going to get away with it, Conin Pearson, are they? Or are they? No, they'll be out. No, they'll be out the door because I mean, you know, you look at Backinson today, taken taken off early because he 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 won't he won't performing. He won't. He's not afraid to make tough tough decisions, and I think you'll see that when uh, you know we have a well, we know we'll have a huge turnover of players. Football's football. There's no sentiment in football. You don't no. perform. You you should be out the door. No, but, the last two managers, too sentimental, and and from the from the board nice. as well. What I call us is we're a mamby-pamby club. The whole club yeah. is mamby-pamby, apart yeah. from the fans. And the fans are more mamby-pamby than they've ever been. Because, uh, you know, if you had fans in the ground and that was going on, now I'll go back, same as you, Dave, 20, 30 years. They'd have been bricks going through windows and cars getting vandalised. Now, I'm not for a second before anybody said, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> No, I'm not suggesting it, but that's what would have happened. It was yeah. a rough old place. And I don't want clubs to come down here and enjoy the day. Mm. And I don't want the fans to come down here and enjoy the day. And once again, let me make it very, very clear. I'm not suggesting anybody kicks their heads in. What I'm saying is I, I, we're a manby pamby soft-touch club. The same yeah. as uh, what was Millwall's manager, uh, Gary Rowett. He said that. All I said was, ah, go down to Bristol, get stuck into them, and they won't want to know it. Yeah, yeah, and we're still and, playing and like middle, that. And Warnock did the same. So we got too many too many nice people, and, yeah. and we've got to stop it. I, I want to see yeah. the opposition team limp onto the field at the start of the game. 
That's what I want to see. I, I want to see us. I want people to go, oh, you know, like years ago, I, I don't know if you've ever read a book by a bloke called Eamon Dunphy about Millwall. And he yeah. said, we didn't have to do that much because after teams that, that came down the den were terrified and they were frightened to death. And all they wanted to do was play the game, lose, get on the coach and go home. Go home. And they had players, and, and if you can remember back then, remember Terry Hurlock that used to play yeah. for them. Yeah, that, that, this was after that. And even and if you go back to a more yeah. recent era when Cardiff, we're talking about the, the Danny Wilson era when they beat us uh, in the playoff final. He, he, he was, remember that player that they used to have, Graham Kavanagh, the silver head guy in midfield, hard bastard, mm. get stuck in, bloody good footballer as well. And as PBG has said, this is, this is the legacy of Johnson and Ashton's recruitment. Yeah. yeah Mambi that's Pambi. the long and the short of it. it, it you know, we've got yeah. clubs in the bag, Namby Pamby, we're weak, mentally weak. Yeah. When yeah. we, you, you look at so the two you look at two of the three yellow cards they got today. They they would take one for the team yellow cards, QPR, because they felt that the fouls were like twenty yards from goal. When you know City were threatening, but they weren't going to let the players go through. You know we weren't prepared to do that. We you know with a foul from Lansbury on on chair. We're too soft. The only yeah. reason we stayed in the first division all those years ago for four seasons because we were a tough team. Yeah. You know, we, we roughed we roughed up teams. We were very professional. Now you wouldn't be able to get away with some of the challenges that we did then. Of course, the game's moved on, but we're not tough. We're not un, uncompromising within the laws of the game. We don't do that to teams. Well, look, the long and the short of it is, teams if you take away, if you, if you said that the opening four games that we'd have averaged one and a half points uh, a game, that's six points less, we would well and truly be down in amongst the relegation battle at the moment. And there are some rubbish sides in there. So maybe even with that early start, and it's it's fact, we had that early start, so we can't make adjustments like that. But as Mark Carter pointed out earlier on one of the threads, um, Wickham, only Wickham have lost more games than we've lost. And only Huddersfield yeah. and Wickham have let more in. Yeah, and if we hadn't been as decisive in winning the games, because if you look at that, you know, we won eight, drawn 14, lost none. That's a bizarre sequence. When was the last time, never mind losing five games in a row for the first time in their history, City, when was the last time we went 22 games without a draw? Yeah, so we're lucky that we got those eight wins, yeah, because if you look at that normal distribution over there, you could take, you know, those 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 fourteen defeats. Well, I suppose that would have given us a few more points. But it's it's just it doesn't seem to get any better. And I've I've listened to a couple of um, uh, uh, Pearson's interviews now, and he appears to be coming across very sage like. He's standing there pontificating and what have you. And as Frank has said on one of the text messages here. Have we got a contingency plan if Nigel Pearson decides this isn't for him? Because looking at it today, you know, and the players that are out of contract, and we come on to out of contract players in a minute, looking at it today, it was a shit show in every area, wasn't it? So have we got a contingency yeah. plan if he says he's not interested? And at what point, guys, do we say is a three-year contract? Because that's well, what it needs. You, when do we say okay, that? Okay, well, well, is there a contingency plan? No, uh, there won't be. There wasn't a contingency plan with Holden. We thought we'd just see how it, how it went, and it didn't go that well, did it? Yeah. Um, it, it needs, for me, it needs a complete... 
clear out from top to bottom. And I mean top to bottom. I think the recruitment manager, head of recruitment's got to go. Ashton's got to go. Uh, the, the fitness and conditioning fellow's got to go. Andy and Rolls. we've got, and we've got to start again. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's difficult to say. And Steve, you know, when you put, it's the only thing that frustrates me with Steve Lanzan, he said, well, you know, we, we don't want to throw away all the good stuff. What good stuff? Yeah, exactly. You know, we don't want them to. Got, we don't want to ruin what we've done. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, what's that then? Yeah, what have you done? What have you done? I mean, well, he spent, he... spent a lot of money on bang average players that you know yeah. do not join together as a bloody jigsaw. I mean, how can no, well, how the... can they have signed Henri Lansbury? What was the rationale no, in signing it's, him? It's... It's, it's Henry Lansbury because I don't want to get accused of calling him Henry. All right, I um, just call him whatever. Yeah, but, but I mean, why, why, why sign a, a right-sided midfield player um, when you needed a left back? That, mm. That's my criticism. Whether he's a great player, an awful player, or whatever, you, you don't. If the money was there to pay his wages, then the money would have been there to sign um, a, left, a back. left back. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we needed. Now that way, you could move Cessigno over to the right, or uh, you know, play a slightly different formation with Cessigno perhaps further forward, because he seems to be honest, he, he seems better going going forward than he does defending to me. And he once yeah. again, he ain't the biggest. No. Um, so, and I think there's so many things that at the moment, but when I hear Pearson talk about uh, the players, I was, I was trying to, I won't. I won't do it tonight, but I, I will. By the next time we do a podcast, I will do. I'm, I'm working on the Nigel Pearson impression because he's, you know, like every time Holden spoke, it was as I say, and he's got a few yeah. inflections like that because he'll say, <laughs> they'll ask him a question, he'll ask him a question, and he'll go, yeah, well, <laughs> and everything he says is slightly northern, completely reasonable. But very measured and yeah, yeah, delivered slowly. You repeat what I said a minute slowly. ago. It's a very deliberate, yeah. thoughtful, sage-like thing. And I'm standing there yeah. thinking, when is he gonna say what needs to be said? You know, because he could just as well, for the amount of good they are, and you said about the coaches, just say to you know him. him I saw him interestingly before the game trying to see say right, but he could just say to the two muppets that are there at the moment, "Look, guys, I, you, you go go now, yeah." Well, he, because he, can, he can't do that, David. Really, can he? Because you know they're they're. I don't know what sort of contract they're on, but he, we've got to see out the season. He's not going to. They can't go now. We won't be able to bring anybody else in. I, you know. Who's he, who's he going to bring in unless there's a contingency plan? I just don't think that that's so, possible. So, so do you think we're going to – we're just going to – at what point do we say, well, he's had him on a training ground for two weeks, three weeks. At what point do we say he can't get a tune out of this bunch of players? He can't get a tune out of them because he's had a week on the training ground. He's got a full week this week coming up. And this isn't a criticism of him at all, right? But, you know – are we going to see this little mini season that we've got of 12 games? Yeah. What's he going to do? Should he, I'll ask you this one, uh, Ian, because Dave, Dave's been banging on about it on the text. Should Fam be in a starting 11 anymore? 
because he's not going to be here. Well, Dave's been saying lazy, only thinks about himself. You know, should any yeah. of the out of contract players be in? Because you know, yeah, you could, yeah they you, have to. You, Dave, Dave, they they have to. Unless you're going to put the under twenty ones out, they have to. Um, and, and a lot. Don't forget. I mean, when people were doing backflips about, oh, look who's look who's back on, who's going to play for the under twenty threes? Three of those are out of contract in eight weeks' time. Yeah. And when you'll start doing things is in eight weeks' time when the season's over. Yeah. And I'm just hoping. I said the other night. And a couple of people laughed. I just want six more points, get us to 51, and then we'll be safe. Right? Yeah. And that's what I want. And that's all I'm expecting from the next, well, what I was expecting from 36. And I was hoping to win today. But if we can pick up six more points, get to 51, and then we get to the end of the season, it, like I say, which is eight weeks from next Saturday, that's it. We'll have played the 11 games by then. Mm. And then Pierce, you, you can sit down and say to Pearson, look, Nigel, you've had a look at it. Firstly, do you want the job? And you'd hope it was decided before then. Um, do you want the job full time? And this is the contract. And what do we need to do? And he, he might look round and say, well, I, I, we need how many play, senior players in the squad. If you take out the 13, I think I worked out we're left with about 12. Yeah. Now, I'm not including... The younger lads like Semenyo, Backinson, in that. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Awara Edwards, O.P. Edwards, I'm not including any of them. They're in the under 23s. I, I, senior players, I think we're left with about 12. And we, and apart right. from goalkeeper, we need to strengthen every position. We do. So we do. Goalkeeper is the only way we can raise cash and maybe get not get rid somebody comes in and buys Bentley although if they saw the game the other night that probably took a couple of million off his value but that's the only way that's the only way we can generate some transfer activities by selling our uh, our, our biggest um, saleable asset yeah our, our most valuable saleable asset which is which is a goalkeeper and, and you and you and you wouldn't put it past City to do it no or should I say Ian, Ian who, who is and, and, who yeah. go on finish what you're saying go on well, I, I, and Steve makes the financial decision, but if you're him and you own the club and we're going to have a loss this year of, let's not be too... 30 million. Excitable, somewhere between 20 and 30 million will be our loss. So it's hardly surprising if someone comes in and says, I mean, if you look at the lad, it, I always liken it to uh, Ramsdale at Sheffield United. I think they paid 15 million to Bournemouth mm. for him. I would yeah. say I think Bentley's every bit as good as him. Although at the moment, the panic in the defence is spreading to Bentley. Yeah. Um, because he must be thinking, oh, my God, what's, what's going on in front of me? You know, yeah. it's all right saying, well, I'm going to look good making a few saves, but you don't want the ball getting smashed past you in the back of the net. So I, I'd like to, you know, but Pearson will have to say, well, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to need to do. And it, it's not, Steve, honestly, mate, it's not a bit of tinkering around the edges. I'm going to need to get excitable here, and I want to bring it. Here's the blokes I want to bring in. There ain't anybody under all right, six. All right, but Ian, hang on, you're missing and one they, thing. They all look like they all look like they'd eat their grandmother. Yeah, there's one thing you're missing here, Ian, because that conversation you're saying he's having that with Steve. That there's Mark Ashton there, and he's going to be saying, "Yeah, you know, is Mark Ashton going to be in agreement with what Pearson says?" Because he's really dismantling, would, oh yeah, yeah. is he? I, I would, 
Yeah, I would think so in terms of the players. I mean, if you remember, Mark Ashton always said, and I've confirmed this in conversations with direct conversations with Lee Johnson and Dean Holden, they get final say on incomings. All right. So you're not going to have the, you know, it, how it was rumoured that Steve Lansdowne side David James and Coppel didn't know anything about it, et cetera, et cetera. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. All right. Now, Pearson's not stupid. He's not going to go and say, well, I'll tell you what, I want uh, Ronaldo and then I want you to go to Man City and get me Phil Foden. He's not daft, no. but he, he knows his way around and you say, right, what do I need? Right, I need some, I need some big, heavy, thick set blokes. I've got some blokes here who can play a bit. And don't forget, we'll have hopefully Liam Walsh have signed. I don't, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 50 50 on that. Joe Williams will still be here. Um, so you've got two in, in what would have been most people's first choice midfield at the start of the season. Yeah. So you, you might think, right, I want a thug, I want a terrier lock to, to come in in midfield and, and, and gaffer it. Uh, the first bloke I'd sign, I've got to be honest, is uh, Ben Tozer at Cheltenham because he can throw the ball from Ashton Gate to Cheltenham. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you know, big long throws. People, oh, I don't want to play like that. Well, I, I do because I want to win games. Yeah. And, and then get him and a, 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 a Baker clone, but one that's not injured all the time. It's yeah. like six foot three and play three, five, two, but with three monsters there that look like they'd eat their grandmothers to get a point. I mean, I want us to be a real nasty side. And that's what yeah. we need to do. And I, I well, think like, we want, you want us that. to be like a, and, and, and Nigel Pearson is the sort of bloke that can see it like that. I mean, Mark, uh, you've been sat there in the background listening. I mean, there is a rebuilding job to do and, we're not nobody on here. None, none of the three of us are criticizing Pearson at all. We're just saying the task that is in front of him is getting more immense with more performances like this. And if they continue to the end of the season and realistically, uh, Mark, do you think next season has got to be a season of consolidation? Because even if Pearson stays on, which we hope he does, right? He he's got a mold aside, and is the is is next season going to be one where Pearson can get us to the playoffs at the first time of asking, or is the situation so bad? Not necessarily. I I think that Pearson's obviously given his given his point of view already to Lansdowne and Ashton, and telling him what needs to be done for next season, and who, who needs to be retained, and and, and who. And, and, and who doesn't, you know, not for common knowledge, obviously. And uh, I think he wants to stay. I mean, I listened to him briefly on Five Live uh, Social last night. And, you know, he, he thinks, you know, City are a great club. I know they're, they're platitudes, but I think he wants to stay. But you'll tell, you'll tell the, um, you know, you'll tell Ashton and, and Lansdowne about the mammoth job that's ahead. I expect him to get this, you know, the six points that we need and hopefully sign a contract in the next few weeks. Um but it's, I mean, I was, you know, I was on Radio Bristol after Ian the other night and I don't think I was, I was a bit, I was quite kind thinking, I, I, I just thought we lost that fragility and I was wrong. What scares me is the fact that, you know, as soon as QPR put the pressure on today, we just completely will. We were. No, we were all over the place, overrunning midfield. I mean, so we do need, we need some, we need some generals in there. We haven't got that. I mean, we like Callas at the back. But there isn't anybody like that throughout. Well, for and the you rest could of the argue that's team. what we thought when we were signing Chris Brunt, that somebody who had a bit of steel yeah. in there, but clearly well, his even, legs. Even, even Lansbury, he's, he's, not, 
No, Lansbury's not. Uh, yeah, when, he's look, not when defensive we signed, midfielder. Look at when is we signed he? Gary O'Neill. Yeah, look at yeah. when we signed Gary O'Neill. I thought, right, here's a player that's got promoted out of this division with three players, and he was a sick note for the two years that he was here. It was, it was awful. Now, PBG said on here, Pearson could have a blank sheet of paper, basically. A lot of building could be done without of contract players, right? We, uh, to you two guys, I sent out that thread on uh, OTIB where uh, I'm looking at it now as we're talking. Um, here we go. It was put up on OTIB by uh, Carey Six. And this is all the players that are out of contract. Championship players are out of contract in the summer. And he said, if you could have any five on the list, who are you taking? Now, we've said on uh, on um, FBC, Forever Bristol, po- Bristol City Podcast, we've said that we're going to have the pick of players they're out of contract in the summer. When you look through that list, I'm not going to read them all out, but uh, Kerry Six went with Niambi, the fullback. I think McIntyre, Panzo, Mawat, who I think is a very good player, and Ojo. But the rest of the players that are out of contract in the summer, let's just pick. Well, there's only three right backs, which is uh, Ranking Costello at Blackburn, Carl um, Norton at Swansea, 32, Andre Wisdom Derby, 27. Oh, sorry, Niambi. There's more. There's Jack Hunt. Yeah, we know him, don't we? Billy Jones, age 33 at Rotherham. Uh, Adam Smith, age 29. You go into left-backs. Greg Cunningham, uh, you know, age 30. You know, Joe Bennett, age 30 at Cardiff. I'm looking at players and thinking, well, are any of them any better than what we've got? And the answer is not really. There's probably only about six or seven players in there that are half decent and other players are going to be looking at them as well. And you said to me in earlier today, you said Preston, they had five out of contract in the window. They've sold three and signed two. Have we, have we caught this up beyond all of FUBAR, as they say, effed up beyond all recognition, our management of player contracts? You know, are we, we more in the shit than well, we think well, we are? Well, to be honest, uh, we don't know. Uh, if it's not a deliberate strategy, and one would hope it is, you know, with, with Mr. DNA doing it and with Mr. Lansdowne's agreement, um, they are they could be betting the farm on all of the players that are out of contract staying but having their wages. Now, that doesn't compute when FAM's been offered what was described as one of the biggest contracts in the history Ever of the offered club. to a player, more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so it it, it doesn't seem like that. Now, uh, Mark Ashton said no one else had signed another contract. So assuming that they're all fit, you've got to think, why are we doing it? What? Why are we letting all these contracts? There's 14, 15 million pounds. Now, that's what we've paid. It's not necessarily what they're worth now. But if, if I said to you we're signing a proven championship striker, you'd expect to to be paying somewhere between five and ten million quid for a player who's going to score Absolutely. 15, 15, 15 yeah. 16 goals a season. You know, now it, it may be that we let Fam go and we go and get a Sombalonga, but a Sombalonga, but I think Borough signed him when they rider just coming down from uh, the Premiership or whatever, but he's on big money. 
Now, yeah. I mean, if, you look at, if you look at them, if you look at the forwards, yeah, you, I mean, if you look at the forwards, I'll just read out. I will read out the names of some of these because you got Sonny Luko, Reading, thirty-two, Kachunga, twenty-eight, uh, Sheffield Wednesday now, Sonogo, twenty-eight, Huddersfield. They don't inspire, do they? Adebayo Akinfenwa, thirty-eight, Famara Diju, twenty-eight. Martin Waggon, 31. Danny Hilton, don't know him. Lewis Moult, Chet Evans, 32. Ashley Fletcher, 25. Middlesbrough. Yep. Britta Sombolonga, age 28. Middlesbrough. Andre Ayew, 31. Swansea. Troy Deeney, 32. Matt Smith, 31. Fraser Campbell, 33. Glenn Murray, 37. Good old Sammy Baldock, 31. Jordan Rhodes, 31. They're all players there. And Mark, these players are out of contract now for a reason, aren't they? There's a suggestion that maybe the clubs that they're at, they ain't going to offer them because they might have done it by now. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and yeah, they don't inspire a huge amount of confidence. Um, I mean, in a post, in a in a post COVID world or a COVID world, I think we're gonna those you know players. They're not gonna they're not gonna get the same deals that they were on. No way. Uh, and of course, you know, teams that come down into the championship will have a, uh, you know, will have a clause in their contract where they'll have an automatic wage reduction. But I think that the, not, the not, all, not always, Mark. Well, sometimes you can't. If they got a good good agent, that what they will have is a buyout clause, so they'll be able to get out. But not necessarily. There's not a lot of people going to sign up for a wage reduction. They'll do it the other way. <laughs> Like like we used to like we used to do it, you know, when Gary Johnson said personally to me one day, Yeah, you gotta realise we've got these boys, they know what they're gonna earn if they go up in, in the Premier League. That you know, we've already done the deal. I said, That's fantastic, providing they're good enough to play at that level. If they're not good enough yeah. to play at that level, <laughs> you've got uh you've got a championship player on Premier League wages and you won't be able That's to what- shift him, will you? And and it well, so the, it transpired. I know we didn't go up, but we had blokes like Louis Nyatanga, and, and when he moved to Peterborough, I mean Darren McCanty said, but couldn't believe what he was earning at Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, no, I think we think what, 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 I mean, look, that, like what Lisa, said on, here, Lisa yeah. said on here. Sorry, much. He said there will be loads of players available in the summer from other Championship clubs. Also, look at the Prem; they'll be leasing players and the young players at Prem clubs. They won't be able to afford to uh, debug squads so it will drop down to our level well no there won't be loads of available in the summer because if you're under contract right you're not available and if you are under if you are in a contract you're going to have to you're only going to sell that player if a club offers you money we're not going to have any money to spend on transfers and wages are we chaps yes well I mean, well, I don't, I don't know. Lansdowne said that there is some, there is some, some freedom, didn't he? When he did the interview the other week on Talksport with FFP, make of that what you will. But obviously, with the huge losses in revenue because of uh, having no fans in the stadium, then it's going to make it very tight. Um, I've, I'd imagine it's going to, it's going to be free, free transfers and very, and very small fees, if any. Who that'll get you? I don't, I don't know. Um, well, we've just but, been through the list. We've just been through yeah. the list, and I mean, there's not a great deal there, is there? Unless you unless you get players from from abroad, I don't know, I don't know how difficult that is now post post Brexit. So it's going to be an interesting summer. And um, I mean, those players are on the list are on the list for a reason, you know. And and, and there, I mean, people like Aluko, 32 years old, bit player at Reading. A lot of those players, they're not going to get the same the same deal that they're on in their existing clubs, do they? Do they say I, I'm you know I, I'm I'm going to 
if they'll be offered reduced terms, some of them by their club, um, do they take that, or do I take the chance to go elsewhere? And you know, when I when I might I might be out of out of work for for months. But you, well, you see, there's the other thing. You know, let's say let's take Britta Sombolonga as an example. Let's say at Middlesbrough. Well, he's not say, even a, he's not even a, a, a he's not even a starter now, is he? He's no, a, but he's not. But let's say he's on a contract. Ian, what do you think a Sombolonga's on? I know we we're guessing, but what twenty five grand a week a Sombolonga? More than that. Well, they 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 bought him for fifteen million, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's thirty five. All right, so he's on thirty-five grand a week, right? And he's not playing yeah. well enough to get in the starting lineup, so he's out of contract, yeah. right? And then yeah. Bristol City or another Championship club says, "We'll give you a three-year contract, Brett," but uh, actually, it's at uh, it's at thirteen and a half grand a week. Knowing what the mentality of some of these players is, he gonna? It, it's it's like it's like you if you were paid hundred grand a year for doing a job for X number of years, and then you got made redundant, and then the same job was available down the road of fifty grand. You're gonna do it because you want the money, but are you really gonna bust your ass for half the money and that mindset? And is that why some of our out of contract players aren't exactly? Busting our asses, which is getting back to a point that Fevs was making about Dijou, you know, saying that he's very selfish. He's only thinking about himself. What, what, what do you think to that, Ian? Uh, well, I think most, I think most, most footballers only do think about themselves. You know, and yeah. I think, well, let's, let's not call it footballers. Let's say most people, uh, a lot of people think about themselves. But I mean, if you look at parachute payment, that he's going to help clubs. I mean, when you think they've come down, and don't forget. It, you finish bottom of the Premier League, you get approximately £100 million. Pound. So Sheffield yeah. United will be coming down with £100 million quid. Then they, they'll come along and say, uh, first year parachute payment, there's your £40 million, uh, And next season, you're going to get 35 And yeah. in the third year, you're going to get £15 million. So they've got about 140 take away seven. They've got about 130 million quid more than us before a ball's kicked, before a ticket sold, yeah. anything. Yeah. So they'll they will be able to go out and get better players than we will, and so yeah. will uh, all the, the clubs that go up, and so will the other clubs that come down. And at the moment, I mean, Sheffield United and West Brom look dead and buried. Fulham might pull out of it uh, unless Newcastle and Brighton put on a bit of a spurt and pick up some points. So it, those clubs coming down are going to be a real competitive advantage. Plus, you've already got sides that are in the championship that are still getting parachute payments. Yeah, yeah. So we're not it, we're not in a great place. We're in a great place in the sense that we've got Steve Lansdowne, who's yeah. very wealthy, but we're not in a great place compared to them in terms of income. No. Uh, and as Febs has pointed from, out on here to Red, because people are saying, oh, other clubs are in the shit. So you've got those clubs in the shit. Well, sorry, you've got those clubs, as you've been saying, in with parachute payments that are either current or going on for another couple of years. And as Febs has said on here in reply to somebody who said, oh, we're better positioned, the likes of Barnsley, Brentford, Millwall, Preston and Blackburn, who are all going to be in the division, have a cost base that is way, way lower than ours, yeah. Brentford, yeah. slightly yeah. more in line. So well, those teams won't particularly. They pay those teams. I mean, my, my those teams won't be that. going. But those teams, they won't be going bust. So we've almost got the worst of both worlds. Really, we got a high cost base, hence us losing thirty million quid. I mean, how much? Are, how much of those aforementioned clubs, Barnsley, ignore Brentford, Barnsley, Millwall, Preston, Blackburn, how much are they going to lose this year? 
Yeah, we don't know. Well, we don't know. They, but... they might not. They might not lose as much as us, Dave. If their cost base is lower, that's the point that, that Dave Febbs is making. If you've got yeah. a, a, an unsustainable cost base, and we have, um, and and it, it might be the way the way Steve Lansdowne looks at it is like a lot of companies that I go into, and you have to say, well, look, we need to get rid of some people. Um, yeah, and it's a shame, and all the rest of it. But and guess what? I'm not going to start with the cleaners. So yeah. if you've got, you know, you've got Mark Ashton, John Lansdowne on the board, uh, Doug Harmon or whatever, they might say to John Lansdowne, well, you're going to have to go and put a shift in because these two blokes are going. So you'll have to yeah. do it all. You can hang on yeah. to Mark Kelly because he runs a stadium and that, that is... Yeah, and you've got your finance director. You've got a good finance director there. It, it's account. normally, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, un- you know, so th- the stadium is sustainable on its own. So you yeah. need an MD to run that and organize the pop concerts and all this kind of stuff. So that could stay. But then you've got to look at it and say, right, you, you've got all these coaches. You've got to get rid of half of them. That's what other businesses do. And say to, to Nigel Pearson, right, you can have one boat. You can have an assistant. Who do you want? Because these all these guys are going. And I keep seeing all these people. I've, I've gone on about it on the bench. Piles of them. You know, no, but we Pat said that Mountain, we said that Pat Mountain, Khalifa Cisse, Downing, um, Here, uh, Simpson. Simpson, you know, no, but it's been yeah. allowed to get like that. And if you're yeah. Steve Lansdowne, you've really, at the earliest possible moment, maybe the weekend of the international break, you've got to get Pearson and Mr. Ashton in a room together, and you've got to say, Look. Come up with your plan now, or I'd be saying to them this week, you got a free week. What do you want to do? Nigel, we're going to keep you on. We'd like you to stay. This is the deal. Yeah. Actually, Mark, we want you to take a 25% pay cut. Cut. Oh, not thanks very much. Yeah. Right. Still 400 grand. No, but if, if, if you're the owner and it gets back to the contingency. What if Nigel Pearson decides that he doesn't want to do it? I don't think that's likely. But, you know, what right now, Ian, they should be having discussions lined up for that sort of conversation. And the question should already be asked, shouldn't it? You know, six games yeah, to go, yeah, you, you, which is going to be, right, what's the plan for next season? The crowds are going to be back, touch wood, Yeah. Right, but yeah. we're going to get half the number of season ticket holders because people won't part up with five hundred quid, for three hundred and fifty quid, in the knowledge that maybe the season, if there was a third wave of uh, COVID, the season would be we'd be shut out grounds in the in the winter. These conversations have to be being had, and I would have thought by now that the chief executive would be making noises that these conversations are happening because we've heard nothing from our chairman the only person that's spoken is the owner and the temporary managing the temporary most senior other person in the company so i think it's worrying what 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 do you guys say i think i mean i think the conversation the conversations are going on now but they won't they won't make make us party into to 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 what's going on until he signs on the dotted line but i would imagine that he's probably made his feelings clear about what you'll need he's got to be allowed to manage um because yeah he is he is quite unique and he's got got a certain style but unless he's allowed to get on with the job and do it his way 
he, he won't stay down there. He'll tell the club what he needs, and, and unless they and, unless they adhere to that, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll he'll stay, and he, and he won't make ridiculous. I don't think he'll he'll make ridiculous requests. He, he knows what the uh, I'm sure Lansdowne already told him what's available, uh, and that he's talked to Ashton. There's some relationship there, and we, you know we just need to. I think we just need to be be safe. There's some good raw talent there, but there's going to be a new need to be a huge turnover. But I expect him to stay. But he need to he need to sign sooner or later. Yeah, but, no, I know, agree. We, I mean, what's his record like, Ian? Uh, and Dave would probably know this, but he's uh, gone for for supper. What's uh, Pearson's record like in bringing on younger players? Well, I, I, on honest answer is Dave. I, I don't know. Don't but know. I mean, I know he's he, he had success at it, it, it Leicester. Um, and he, he's had some good times and some bad times at, at other clubs, like most managers. I mean, if you look around and say, "Well, we don't, we don't want a manager here that's been sacked," you, you'd never employ one. Um, yeah. So, you know, on what I've seen of Pearson so far, like you say, he's he's a bit slow and a bit considered about what he's saying, and I don't blame him. Um, I didn't agree with a lot of what he said about uh, the Bournemouth game. That there were good bits in there. I thought we were good for about or decent, I'll say, for about 25 minutes in the first half. Yeah. And apart from yeah. that, I thought we just went into a low block and, you know, you had Wells playing extra left wing. Uh, and it, it just, I don't want to see that. And that, But that's where our defence is comfortable. Low yeah. block, 10 yards outside the box in a 4-5-1 or a 5-4-1. That, yeah. That's how they are. And, and I don't want to... I mean, one thing about the first 10 minutes today is at least we got in their half and put them under some pressure. But then we just, for whatever reason, whether it was them or us or a combination of both, we stopped doing it. Yeah. And we did, but we didn't, you know, and it was the same. If you look at the games we won, uh, we could have been 4-0 down half-time at Swansea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and we played well for 25 minutes of the first half at Borough. But that's yeah. what we did. We didn't dominate the game. And, you know, because no. most of the time, the second half against Borough, we were sat in our penalty area, letting them no, pick right. crosses in. You're and right. it's only a lack of quality. If they, if that was QPR, they'd have probably scored a couple of goals. Yeah. So, you know, let's 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 be real about what we've got. I mean, my, let's my look at what they're talking about what we've ages, got. Is, Go on, for ages, what you my, cons- my concern for ages has been two things, contracts and injuries. And I haven't yeah. heard a definitive answer on on any of those, no, not, not at all. So uh, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, let's look at this. Let's look at the starting lineup today, right? And then, and then we make this the final topic today. Um, Benson goal, yeah, we'd want to keep him, right? If you look at the back four, because we lined up as a four 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 two today as a back four four, four one four one, I think. Four, or, all right, but as a back four today, yeah. Hunt, Callas, Mariapa, Sess, Callas is the only one there of that lot that is under contract and we'd probably want to keep him anyway. Yeah. Is there anybody yeah. else left who's uh, in contract that could fill either of those positions? I guess you'd say Jada Silver if he could keep fit. Right. But so straight away, we need a right back and another center back. Yeah. And that's keep. Yeah. We agree with that. Well, yeah. Taylor Moore is a Taylor Moore is yeah, but he's, he's not he's a contract. squad player. Yeah, but he's yeah, he's still not. There, he's, right? yeah, he's inconsistent. So yeah. that's it, right? No, if you no, look at the midfield, no such, go on. No, go on. no such thing, in my opinion. Squad player. What? 
Now, if if you've got players down there in the first team squad, and you look at me and think, "Oh God, no, he can't play for the first team." We don't want him. No. We want competition, Dave. That's that's all right. The problem. I mean, I, I've got a list of what our squad would be for for less season for next season yeah. of in contract players, right? Yeah. And what we've got, I'll tell you now. Uh, I won't go through. Yeah, it I was just, I three, just uh, go on quickly. Run through three, the names. You've got. I'll do it quickly. You've got three goalkeepers, no right backs, two left backs, stroke left wing backs, three right centre backs, no left centre backs. You've got two central midfield players, uh, one attacking midfield wing, uh, one number 10, one centre forward, that's Chris Martin, two yeah. strikers. Now, yeah. that's all you've got. That's 15 senior players apart from the likes of Semenyo, Backinson. So, yeah. the, the, well, no, what I was going to say, say was that's a list of the names. Or, well, you could pick it through, or, but if you... 10 to 13. Okay, 13 but players. four midfield players that started today, Viner, Nash, Backinson and Palmer, they are all here next season. So that could be a midfield four for next season. Yeah? And you'd look at that on paper, if you'd have said, because the only one who's missing is Liam Walsh, we don't know what he's like on paper, right? But if you looked at that back four that's there, you'd think, that's not bad on paper. When you think what they're no, capable of not, as individuals, not, or not? Not no, not as a midfield, Dave. No, I think it's a terrible midfield. That's right. the sort of midfield who, get, you rele- who, get you relegated. All right, who? Okay, I mean, who would you? Is there anybody who's injured at the moment that would displace any of that four? All right, because I'm just looking. Williams and Walsh. Williams right. and Walsh. Yeah. Williams oh, yeah, and definitely. Walsh. All right, so Williams would come in for. Backinson or Naj? Well, who would probably... you, so if you say Williams and Walsh are the two that allegedly Holton was going to build it round, who would be the four then? Because we haven't got to go out and... Okay, Walsh is out of contract. But who would be the four if we say we're going to play with four midfielders? Well, it depends what shape you play, Dave, doesn't it? It depends if you play a 4-2-3-1. Um <sighs> Or, yeah, right. and, and that's, where in, you know, yeah, that's where it starts getting a bit complicated. Yeah, it, 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 you, it, yeah. it does. But what, what you want to do is look at your squad. It, look, if, if our, at the start of this season, I looked at our squad and I thought, OK, two centre-forwards, Jiju and Chris Martin. All right. Uh, three strikers, uh, Andreas Weimann, Naki Wells, yeah. and uh, perhaps Antoine Semenyo. And you say, oh, that's not bad. That's not no. bad if they get some service. They, you know, you've got two blokes there who, who are at least fifteen goal a season strikers in the championship. You've got Voiman who probably get eight to ten. Yeah, uh, Chris Martin would probably be the same. So you're thinking, well, that's not bad. No, yeah. uh, there's lots of people worse off in, in terms of a midfield. Um, I, I think you need to, you really do need to say to Nigel Pearson, look, what well, you know, what, what do you want to do? I want to sign these twelve players, and this is how they're going to line up. In a three-five-two, four-three-three, whatever you want to do, yeah. but just show us how they're going to line up, and then you show me your reserve eleven for playing in those positions, so that if we play somebody in our division, and let's say Joe, anybody can in slot side, in, anybody can slot in. That's it, the- exactly. So Joe, Joe gets a knock. Who comes in? <clears throat> and if I yeah. was sat down with the manager and he couldn't tell me that, 
I wouldn't let him go out and sign. Oh, well, there you go. And that comes uh, back then to the transfers and recruitment and everything else like that. Guys, uh, I said I'd want to finish before seven o'clock today. We got a week off. But, yeah, thank goodness, because it feels like Groundhog Day every day that we sit down and uh, go through it. Um, you know, it, <laughs> there's so much going on off the field that the on the you know we're going to stumble our way to the end of the season we're on 45 points now with uh, 11 games 11 to games go left. if yeah. we get a point a game 56 i i'm my optimism has gone a bit it we, we, we'll have done we'll have done well uh we want pearson to stay of that there is no doubt he is the man it's up to now Mr. Lansdowne to show some cojones and back his manager and the manager and the chief exec to come up with a plan. And that means, you know, wholesale changes on the coaching side, as you said, Ian, on the medical side and everything uh, like like that. Because, you know, as Lisa, now Lisa's just said, next season could be make or break for us depending on who is the manager and what players that we bring in there's still people putting messages in uh pbd has said um yeah players won't come in and sit on the bench you know if he doesn't like some of the players that are in contract masengo clearly being one of those are we going to be able to shift those out is that going to be more assets that are going to be written off it is a mess and alice said on here and we've been saying how long have we been saying this we lack true identity. We can muddle through, but rarely, if ever, stamp our authority in other teams. Today is what Swansea would have done if they had taken the early chances. It's all about other teams capitalising. Yeah, I, I, agree. I sneaking, agree with that. And us sneaking wins. So most of those games that we've won, I think what we're saying, the vast I'll say at least half. Half of those games that we've won, we could quite easily lost. You know, we've not put in 90-minute performances. I think the only, the, the, only, the only game that I remember we put in a 90-minute performance, I, I don't know if you agree with me, is Stoke away. That's yeah. the only one that I, I can remember. But I think the club needs and the fans need some certainty. So the sooner we're safe and the sooner Nigel Pearson signed a contract, I think that would give the old club a lift. It's not yeah. going to make a huge amount of difference on the pitch, but it'll give the club a lift and some of the players give some certainty. Yeah. So we know that he's going to have more control next season and, and that, you know, yeah. hopefully he'll be able to attract some good players. And I think, and and I think we're starting to see a rejuvenated better. Casey Palmer as well, that if he can... Cause he's, yeah, there's he's some been, good things there. He's done more good things and he's done bad things. Final word from you, Ian. I mean, uh, what, what, what well, should I, they I be think... doing? What should they be doing at uh, Phelan Towers... Uh, <laughs> this week in the new wonderful, wonderful training ground. What should we be doing? Well, the first thing they do is, is plot how we get safe. Yep. Um, do that. And then they've got to sit down with Nigel Pearson and say, right, mate, you know, you, you've had a, a reasonable look at it. Leave the kids aside in the academy and you tell us what you need. And, yep. and that could be six, seven players. It could be, uh, I think we need somewhere between eight and twelve, and that's the honest truth. Because I think a lot of the ones that are under contract probably wouldn't be good enough to 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 get it to consistently stay in the top six. Yeah. Um, so, and I think you've got to look at players who have ongoing injury problems. I mean, Jay De Silva is a player I like, but he's had the same injury now for two seasons. Yeah. So, is it stress fracture? You know, I, I, stress fracture. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same injury, same leg. So is has he got 
an ongoing problem. Bearing in, you know, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about you know the kid. Is he going to play the prerequisite number of games? Do you hang on to Tommy Rowe, or do you say, well, if we do that, that stops the likes of Georgeners, Cameron Pring, Barney Sodi, um, Vince Harper coming through? So, do, do, but do you do that? So, I, not but Nigel Pearson might say, well, no, I, I, you know, one of the best defenses we had in terms of a defensive record was when we played four centre halves at the back. Remember yeah. when Bailey Wright was right back and and Order Magnuson yeah, yeah. was left back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we so we had a six foot three defence, you know, on average. And I can't remember us being that soft as as we are now. And, and then you're looking at midfield players, yeah. Brownhill, Pack. You, you'd have Brownhill and Pack back as they were in midfield tomorrow, I think. Of course you would. Because we haven't yeah. seen enough, enough enough of Joe Williams. And you could play one of them in a in a four three three with with those two. So looking at it, I think we need uh, like I say, I want to see a very strong, physically competitive side. It's a bit like a Warnock side or a Mick McCarthy side. Guys, well, uh, no, just want players players that, that, he wants players that can tackle. Let's That's wrap it up. Want, let's it? wrap it up now. I mean, one player, just one, one player, one person who could, who is available now, not on the, but who could come as a coach. Uh, and that's uh, Chris Powell, who I think he's worked with before. And that would be a good addition. He's with, he's with Spurs, I think. Um, is he? I, but, I, yeah, I but he might yeah. come as an assistant coach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, yeah. look, one year ago today, almost today, 24,000 were in Ashton Gate to see the 1-1 draw against Fulham. I say we haven't been allowed back, at least there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Interestingly, and I'll put this in the header to this episode, only two of that starting lineup started this afternoon's game. So it's just been 12 uh, months. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's been 12 months of, you know, all the traumas of, of COVID, but 12 months to add to two years of just rank depression of you know we need to be lifted Nigel Pearson, <laughs> Nigel Pearson is that man to lift us and I hope we hope before, before the end of the we month hope. I hope before the end of the month that we get him signed up on uh, a contract uh, thanks to everybody who's listened today as always I say we got a week off which is good we'll be back next Saturday after the game against Birmingham and because of COVID the Tuesday game against Blackburn on the 17th of March it's actually my birthday but I'll be uh, doing one of uh, one of these so hopefully we might be reporting on the two wins back to back you never know Mark and Ian and everybody who's sent texts in we probably have more texts than ever before thanks a lot for listening and enjoy the rest of your weekends all the best thanks all a lot all the best everybody take care all guys. the best everybody bye 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 bye, bye. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.